I mean, don't you think it's crazy that I had three girls? Don't you find that to be wild? I think it's more than wild, Arielle. It's just like it makes me feel like it's something very deliberate, very intentional. And why me, you know? Yes. And we're, you know, two days apart in our birthdays. And we both have like two Gemini daughters and one who's just pure heart. It's exactly the same thing. It's weird, right? It really is. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Ariel Charnas. For today's episode, I'd like to welcome back one of my favorite guests, my mother, Carrie Nahmani. In a previous episode, we talked about motherhood and the traditions she passed down to me and my sisters. And just in case you missed it, that episode with my mom is available where you're listening to this. In keeping with the conversation of motherhood, I'm looking forward to talking with you about raising multiple children. Now that we both have three daughters, what is the experience of having different relationships with each child and how you aim to foster each of our unique personalities as I look to do the same with my kids? So welcome back, mom. Let's jump right in. Hi, so nice to be here. So the last time you were on, we talked about expectations of motherhood and traditions. And today I want to talk about the relationship a mother has with her child and for those moms with multiple children, how to give each child the support they need to grow. So did you always know you wanted multiple kids? Yes, I think I always dreamed of having four. I, yeah, I knew that. To me, the idea of having like a lot of children was just a dream of mine, just to have that kind of like tumult and noise and chaos and fun. And that's what it meant to me. I feel the same way, actually. Like, I like having a million different things to like, like solve and and craziness going on in my house. What is that? Are we just, I think it's a Gemini thing. Maybe. And it just, to me, that equates to like a full, like it's just, it, it fills me. It's so true. I feel the same way. So as a mom of three, a lot of mothers say that going from one to two is is tough, but two to three, not so much. Do you did you feel that way? Well, I'll tell you something interesting that will all you know, I find that over the years, the things that really stay with you are the way that things make you feel. It's not so much the exact, you know, situation that you were in, but it's the feelings that stayed with me. Like I had Danielle and from, I guess people know from our previous podcasts, I suffered several miscarriages. And after Danielle, I had three miscarriages in a row. Right. So we had a good four years alone with Danielle, alone as a single child. And it was a real consideration that, you know, that was going to be the way it was. And truthfully, for myself as a woman, as a mother, I wasn't sure if I would be capable of loving another child the way that I loved my daughter, because it was all I knew. But doesn't every mother feel that way? I feel like we like we all feel that way before having another baby or when they first come, you know? I don't know. I I guess so, because but at that time, I certainly didn't know because I was really kind of alone on my own island and I didn't really understand or have anyone to talk to about what I was feeling. But all I could just say is the proof is in the pudding. When you came, 
my heart exploded like I didn't even and you think, don't even think about it you it just don't happens. even yeah. it was the thought that I even thought that I wouldn't have enough to go around was just insane because you right. became in another in another elevation of love that you just don't even know exists until you have I mean it's like children. what you don't know yeah it's what you don't know like you can't imagine it because you never experienced it but then when you go through it you're like of course. That's why for me, like going to three, I was like, of course, I know that like my heart will expand. You know what I mean? It's exactly that just changes everything. Obviously, each kid has a different personality. So how do you approach each child and learn what it is that they need? I mean, me and Danielle and Michaela are all so different. All so different. And, you know, it's um, I would say more than anything for anyone that has, you know, multiple children. It's all about celebrating each child in their in their own skin right really it came naturally to me to understand and just to realize that each one of my daughters were nothing like each other each experience from from pregnancy from birth from was just so different in it in their own special way and as a mother you're able to separate that right you know, each child, it just, it doesn't take a lot of effort that kind of just, for me, at least it just Figure kind it of evolved yeah. that way. What was your experience with me? Well, <laughs> Danielle was like my little Shirley Temple. Yeah, She was just my little performer. She was full of life. She was such an entertain. She was just wanted the spotlight on her. And we just, that's just the way she was. And then you were the total opposite. It's like you were nothing like her. You, you didn't speak as quickly. Mm-hmm. You didn't walk as quickly. You stood behind my my like I, they would say, like behind my skirt all the time, you know, you were afraid of your own shadow. You were so night and day. And it was just understood that this was who you are. Your experience, your journey as a person coming in was going to just be totally different. But as a mother, I think that you kind of approach it the same way. You fill them with confidence. You fill them with love. You fill them with joy as much as you can in the same way. But somehow it gets interpreted through each child in a different way. And that's okay. Right. And it's so funny because I feel like Ruby and Esme are exactly the same, like what you just described about me and Danielle. They really are. Which is so weird. Like Ruby loves to perform, loves the spotlight, like like needs to be with mommy and daddy all the time but like not that Esme doesn't but like she's you know happy to play on her own she's more quiet like she lets Ruby do everything like she's very it's just I I feel like maybe it's a second child thing no I don't don't think so because but how weird is that it is weird but there are also you know a lot of similarities to you with Esme so there's a lot of other uh you know conditions that came into play there but I think the bottom line is that they're both incredible and Navy too. They're all going to be incredible human beings experiencing life through their eyes. And as a mother, I think all we have to keep on doing is just keep on supporting and loving. 
in in every way, shape, or form, and you never want to make one child feel badly or a less than because they do something differently than a sibling.、Yeah. You just really want to support that—that that there's none of that. I mean, you probably don't remember this time, but like I know when I first had Esme, it was very hard as a mother to have like bringing in a new child and comparing everything they did to the first and being like, "Well, why did Ruby walk at this time? Like, why is Esme spitting up her bottle, but Ruby never did that?" Like, you always you you get so nervous going into the second child, and I think that's why people say going from two to three is easier because you now know to that. You know, the second one is perfect, but it just was different. You know, and and that's what it will be with the third too. And then they say the fourth is like a piece of cake. I mean, it、right. it really just depends on your child. What was Michaela's personality like? Michaela was just like the easiest because she would like flip flop. Like she could just go into your world, she could go into her older sister's world, and still at the same time. Find a way to create her own space.、Right. You know, I think for the child, for the third child, because they're shown so many other examples that maybe it's a little bit they're a little bit more adaptable. I think、yeah. that third childs are usually more adaptable than their siblings. Were you nervous that she like me and Danielle because we were together for you know few years without Michaela that we and we were so close? Were you nervous that we weren't going to like? Taken Michaela the same way, never. And you'll see, and I hope that you and young people like you that do listen and hear—you know—we just share so much more now than we did when I was in your shoes at that stage of life. And I think that all of this sharing of information can only make all of the mothers and fathers out there so much better. Less, you know, uptight, more patient, more. I、right. only think all this information has to be so helpful for、right. young families today. I wish that I had this. It also could give people anxiety because you hear other stories and you compare yourself, you know. And I think it's also like there's a negative to it, also. You know, like social media can give people, like if I see, you know, and I mean I'm not saying I have this right now, but like when I had Esme and I saw like. Another kid on Instagram walking, and they were two months earlier than her. I remember thinking, like, why isn't my daughter walking? You know, it's like there are things that, with you know, the, the amount that people share, that can also you could go then and look at that and say late walkers, and then you could see kids that went to Harvard University and they didn't walk、yeah. till they were eighteen months. Right. If you want、right. to find it, you know,、right. that's. Another side to it, you know, what you're、yeah. looking at. There's always going to be another side, and just if anything, it should just show that all kids they just develop at their own pace.、Mm-hmm. It's true. What's your advice for to other moms on making sure a child doesn't get lost in the mix, especially with you know big families of four or more kids? To me. And some people have even more kids than that's and and、yeah. work and do you know and multitasking is like a gift that a mom has and it's very to me it was very important to have one on one time with each of them yeah and it doesn't always have to be like you know oh I'm going to give you ten minutes and her ten it's 
just the way that life would go. Sometimes one child needs are just a little bit greater than another child. In certain phases, yeah. At certain phases. And you kind of, as a mother, I think you have to be comfortable with that and just know that who, wherever the need is, is where you're going to be. If you feel like, you know, your baby, you know, has been a little neglected because, say, Ruby's, you know, having her dance recital and this and Esme's doing, then, you know what, you make a little separate time that you cut out to try and do something with your third child. Mm -hmm. It's as a mother, you wear every hat. You know that. I don't have to tell you that. You wear more hats than anybody I know. Yeah. I actually have an interesting question for you. What, what, What are your thoughts on how, you know, with the oldest, you always put so much like, you you make them feel like they're, you know, the ones that need to fix or handle things like because just because they understand more because they're older, like if someone is crying because they, you know, they wanted a toy or or, you know, and you're always like to the older one, can you just get she's younger than you? She doesn't understand. Can you give it? And it puts so much pressure on the older child without realizing, like, even if someone's crying, I always go to Ruby because she understands. So I'm like, Ruby, I'm like, what? Just share, you know, do this for her, do that for her because they're older. So you can have those conversations, but at the same time, you don't realize it's affecting them because it makes them, you know, feel like they're the ones who, you know, the pressure's on them to fix the problem or, you know, they have to take care of everyone. It's, it's, I don't think you could really change that. Well, it's not a matter of changing that. It's just a matter of adding the other side to it. When you do that, like with Ruby, and you feel it puts pressure, then on the other side, you say, you know what? They're going to sleep. And because you're the big girl at 7 o'clock, we're going to ice cream or we're going to do something. Because you're the big... Like give her perks. You have to show the... uh, Yeah. It's, you know, the other side to it to make her feel so special about that responsibility that the next time she's going to just go over to help the other child because she's going to be so grateful that she has... That she's the oldest one. But you you know that your oldest daughter is she does she's who she is because of that for sure like she feels like she needs to take care of her everyone you know and she feels like she's the only one that can fix things like she I could see how what you did probably is exactly what I'm doing and how it made her into the person she is today like she has anxieties about not being able to fix you know a problem or be there for her sisters or you know she always carries that and I'm not saying it's a bad thing but like I see myself doing it to Ruby now, you know, and I talk to my friends about it, too. And they're like, why do we do this to our older child? You know, we make them feel responsible for everything because they get it. You know, you do do that. And I do believe that that has a lot to do with it. But Mm -hmm. I think that we need to credit the child a lot more than you're realizing for those traits. Like if Esme were first. I don't think you'd get those same results. Go take care of your little... Like, I just don't... Some kids, you know, not that I'm so into astrology, but like, Danielle is such a cancer. She's all heart. She cares. Like, And I'm like more like you or an Esme, where I would tell Danielle, my seven-year-old child... It's okay if she has to do that again, like again, or like, and my daughter was like so compassionate and so responsible. 
that I might have put some input. And it's in. funny because Ruby's a Pisces. It's like the same kind of personality. She'll come to me and be like, Esme didn't brush her teeth when you told us to brush our teeth. And, and she's not brushing her teeth still. Like, she's so worried that if she doesn't brush her teeth like I asked her to, you know, something like she's just so worried. Because it's her. She, they're warriors. And yeah, that's I don't I don't think that's just a first it's child a trait. Thing, yeah. I think it's a child trait. It's true. I'm just seeing, you know, how it all evolves. And like for me, right. you know, my first daughter was like my a little mother from the making. She was right. just so comfortable in her own skin. And she was so like taking care of everybody. And her sister, I mean, I don't think that you said 10 words in your first <laughs> couple of years of life because I would say, Ariel, are, are you okay? Did you hurt? And Danielle would come in front of you. She's fine. That's like Ruby. It's so funny. Ruby's like, if Esme's crying, Ruby's like, let me talk to her. I can handle exactly. it. <laughs> I have a video of her saying it. It's just crazy yeah. to see the similarities, but I'm not sure if it's so much just what we're putting on our first child or, you know, how much of it they really come in with. Do you have any good stories as you learned with each of us? Like any funny stories? They're not just stories. I mean, I just do remember that you basically lived on my hip until you were about six years old. You did never let me put you down. Anytime I remember cooking in the kitchen and Danielle was walking around and Michaela was crawling or what, you were always on my hip. And it was just the way that you became like a third arm. It was just, I, I, did, I didn't fight it. I didn't question it. You needed it. Yeah. At that age, was I sleeping in my bed? Yes. You didn't start to go like a little, you know, crazy more into your head until uh, until I think until you had to go off out of the house. Without right. your big sister, that was probably more of, you know, yeah. that was probably harder than anything was separating you from your sister because you became so used to that kind of protection. Mm hmm. Maybe you thought of it as protection, but that was you right. know, when you started to go like when you were two, three years old, we had a JCC, like a Jewish community center, and they had a um, program called Step by Step. So the children didn't separate immediately at two, three years old for like half a day. But the parents, you know, little by little could leave the child with the other children. Right. There must have been a class of about maybe 15 kids and all the mothers were like, we're dropping off our children. Bye. We're going for lunch. We're going to the gym. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wait here. <laughs> and I was and then I remember the chair that they let me take it from in the circle with where you were playing. Then we'd yeah. move it to the door. Then we'd move it to the hallway. That was just the way it was. Michaela, I barely could stop the car. She would run out and go to, to the class. <laughs> That's like Esme. She was just like that. She couldn't wait yeah. to be with her friends and to go and do things with everyone. You just were all so different. And I try, you try to bring things into your kids. Like you try and expose them to th all of these different, you know, music and dance and theater and you just hope that they're going to gravitate towards something and usually it's not until after you pay for all of those programs that they decide they don't right. want to do it anymore and if you're lucky enough to have two out of three wanting to do the same activity it was like a great Amazing. day yeah makes our life easier
were there times that me or my sisters were more of a daddy's girl, like we're more into dad? A hundred percent. That's the best feeling. Like I don't, I would, I get excited when my kids like want to be with Brandon. Like it's such a good feeling. It was you know? incredible, incredible. It was like daddy was everything. He was everyone's rock. He did everything for you. Oh, I mean, he was only like good. Yeah. He was party. He was fun. You're the bad guy. He was yeah. playtime. He was he was just all joy for you yeah. girls. And at the same time, major security. Mm-hmm. You happen to have had probably one of the most amazing men as a father that I could have ever dreamed of. Yeah. He would do anything for his girls. He was mm-hmm. always the one. And... And I used to put so much guilt on him because you girls went to uh, yeshiva and they had holidays 10 months out of the year and performances and shows. And he didn't miss one single show performance that I used to call him and say, it's not like you're a heart surgeon. You could come. (laughs) I have a big meeting. I have a, I was like, is the person going to die on the table? <laughs> it meant so much to me from, and not because I cared that he was there. I it's wanted my kids. girls to know that both yeah. of your parents were there. And you know something? I don't think any of you really even noticed. I don't think it's about noticing. It's more just, it's a feeling, you know? It's a feeling of just knowing how important you were. Yeah. That we didn't miss anything. It's all the feeling. Like, were there times, though, where you were just so, like, fed up and irritated? Like, what did you do to, like, you know, you're the only one there. You're, you have all three kids on top of you. Like, how did you manage, like, when they were just driving you crazy? I would give myself a timeout. Very important for me. And I'm, um, you know, and I'm not saying that I didn't have a lot of stumbling blocks. Well, like, you- so what did you do? What's a timeout? I would put them all in a safe place. I would put myself in my bathroom, close my door, either sit on the floor and cry or put cold water on my face for a couple of minutes just to compose myself, try and get a handle on what's happening and come back from a different place. Yeah. Because they're children. Children, they're, you know, you, you have, sometimes you get so, you know, emotional and caught up, you just react. And then you have to pull yourself out of it and remind yourself, she's five. Not all, and I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't just have reflexes that just, you want to just come out and scream. And believe me, I've done a lot of screaming. (laughs) And this is such important, an important time. These years don't ever lose sight of how critical Mm -hmm. these years are for your girls. It's everything. And I always knew that. Right. Every time I would stroke your hair or walk by you and kiss you on the head, it's something I just had to do because I was so conscious of every moment of how I was making you feel. Right. But it's just interesting. It's just crazy to see now my daughters becoming mothers and watching how they're going to replay or recreate or... I mean, don't you think it's crazy that I had three girls? Don't you find that to be wild? I think it's more than wild, Arielle. It's just like it makes me feel like it's something very deliberate, very intentional. And why me? You know, 
of all three of your kids. Yes. And and we're, you know, two days apart in our birthdays. And we yeah. both have like two Gemini daughters and one who's just pure heart. It's exactly sensitive. the same thing. It, it's it, weird, right? It really right? is. Except we married different signs, very different signs. But in the big scheme of things, they're the caretaker. They're the serious, yeah. the responsible. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was part of a bigger plan. So crazy. Do you see anything that I'm, do you see things I'm doing already that you think I should keep doing? You are an amazing mother. And I feel like you are doing a lot of what I was doing tenfold because you've created your own, you know, whole industry. I mean, what you're doing, you know, with something Navy is like a whole nother baby in itself. So that just puts, you know, more plates on the table that you have to be shuffling and be, you know, aware of that taking into your whole consideration on this. That's just it's it's not e- it's exhausting. But like you said, it's like I I love like I love that like you like I like to not have to sit quietly with my thoughts ever. I like to just like have a million things going on and and being so like stressed out and chaotic like i like that i know but i like it but it is important to have time with your thoughts too yeah i don't like to do that don't leave me with my thoughts (laughs) i think you're doing great i think you're doing just great as i now have three of my own kids what advice do you have in encouraging each of their personalities and just overall oh my god it would be just to foster encourage and just foster and encourage and just and just with with so much love to just put into each child with what they're doing is just the greatest thing ever the greatest thing ever you know you made a picture or you did that you know because that confidence that security allows them to go and seek other avenues of what they might want to do or might want to try. And it just, I think that when you give them that kind of confidence, it takes away all the, not all, but fear, right? the fear of trying. And to know that, you know what, I did that, maybe my sister did it better. So maybe I'll try something else. Right. You know, it's all about just each child is an individual in their own skin. And that's just the way it is. And somehow I always knew that. I always understood that three girls were so different and, you know, in in their own way, but as wonderful, as inspiring to me, made me so proud in their own way. And you never had that real uh, comparison. It was never... I really didn't face that jealousy in those years. Yeah. I love having these conversations, Mom. Thank you so much for joining me again I on the I love being able to share. We have these anyway, but it's nice to be able to record them and share them with um, the audience because I know that they really appreciate hearing everything that you have to say. I mean, you're like, I think, I mean, even, well, Judy, but everyone at the podcast will say that you're like one of the top, like people love listening to you. They like someone once someone DM or a few people DM me and they're like, I think your mom and Nancy should start their own podcast. Like they just cut me out and put my mom and Nancy on their own podcast. I'm in. I know you are. <laughs> 
Thank you to all the listeners out there. You can reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. You could DM us on Instagram at something Navy. See you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of in-house. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnas and at something Navy. See you next week.